Hey everyone, it's Austin Solomon, the Solomon Group at Cobalt Banker, uh, doing a quick episode of the Real Wausau Real Estate Show. Today I'm joined by Dustin Vreeland from Vreeland Land Surveying. Did I say that? Is Vreeland Land Surveying? And engineers. And engineers. All right, Dustin, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Vreeland's been around for a long time. Tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and the business. Yeah, so we've been around for 70 years. My grandpa started it um, back in the 70s and just been cranking away our family business. Yeah. Uh, my dad, it's me, my dad, and my brother-in-law and my mom working yeah. right now. Um, I'm a professional engineer. We're just working on working on getting my surveying license right now. And Yeah. Just keep moving on from there. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. We were talking a little bit before we, uh, we started that... Um, uh, you know that you're working on it, what it, what is it technically called again it's the 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 license that you're getting it's the professional land surveyor license okay is that what, what, what we are um, I'm a professional engineer which works right with professional land surveyors that's awesome is that what your dad so is that what your dad has now yeah he's a professional land surveyor yep. okay sweet sweet so tell us a little bit about like what is a survey just some of the basics for for some of the people listening what is a survey uh, let's start there so the survey is just um, locating boundaries of what you own. Yep. Um, there's all different types. There's subdivisions where there's already subdivided in your parcel as um, specific lot name, or there's surveys where it's a meets and bounds description where somebody just wrote up, you know, you own the north 100 feet of the south 200 or east 200 feet. Mm-hmm. And then we just have to find where your boundaries are and retrace what the original surveyor or lawyer or even... Um, um, the script the person that wrote the description up right i mean even back in the day people used to just write them up themselves with tape measures yeah that's where the, that's where the description came from so. back in the day there was no gps <laughs> nope they uh yeah exactly then that's where a lot of things used to run off of fence lines right right that was kind of the way like you would just fence things off and that was kind of how people knew yep and, and a lot of fence lines um that's how they try to do it and they'd say okay it's 400 feet and they'd try to put a fence line there well then you find out that that's all i know is a crack so <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of that too <laughs> right right and that's where you come in to try to sort that out yep right right okay so for a buyer that's considering purchasing a property like with considerable acreage how can how can the survey be be helpful like what like why would it be important for a buyer to think about getting a survey so we tell everybody to buy to have a survey done whether yeah. it's us whether you hire someone else it doesn't matter who then you know exactly what you're buying yep. and you know exactly where your boundaries are. Right. Whether it's a lot of land or a little land, it can make a difference on what you want to do. Yep. I mean, if you want to plant trees or if you're buying for hunting and recreation, you know where to put up stands without putting on your neighbor's property and right. and making sure that you're staying in, in your own lane, basically, so that right. no, you're not affecting somebody else. Right. It's just, it's peace of mind to know like, hey, this is mine. Right. You know, I don't have to worry about, you know, encroaching on someone else's land. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say is encroachments, you know. What if your neighbor's got to shut up and all of a sudden find out that the corner of it's on your land? You yep. know, it, it just gives you that peace of mind knowing that this is your property, this is where it is. And Right. Absolutely. So walk us through the surveying process. Like what, what kind of goes into... Um, to having a survey done so do you you come out to the property you got to look things over walk us through like what uh the whole process yeah so what we do is we get some information from a client usually when they call yeah we do a bit of research on it see if it's ever been surveyed before see if neighbors see what kind of information there is from the county even for their um section Mm -hmm. summaries and all that 
uh, once we do that, um, and we come out to the site and we survey it. Yep. We do a lot of the work in the office nowadays is we're computing, getting to it so that we know where to find the boundaries are before we're out there, mm-hmm. whether there's existing pipes or not. Um, once we're out there, we are searching for property corners. That's yep. the number one thing we got to do. If there's something that exists, we got to verify it and make sure that it's correct. Mm-hmm. And then from there, if we don't find anything, then we, we set them and then we that's how we go about it. Um, there are times where there's nothing and you have to use the whole block to make mm. it. If we're in, in the city like that, where you're using back of curbs to decide where people's property boundaries are, because that's how they were established. Yep. Um, from there, once we have the survey done in the field, we locate buildings, um, any permanent structures, you know, your driveway, if it's there, your well, your septic, all that. Yep. And then um, once we're there, once or once we're done with that, then we draft up a map and then we get you a copy of that map. So, you know, you have a visual record of what we did out there. Right, right. So on the corners, are you like, <clears throat> let's say that there's a pin, you know, and, and it's like a couple inches underneath like the turf. Are you kind of setting another like wood stake there? Or are you like tying up, like exposing that pin or? So we, we dig out, find the pin, yep. we locate where it is, and then we usually mark it with like a flag and a uh, wood stake, usually about four feet tall, so it's easy for you to see. Sure. Paint it up, mark it up, so that you know exactly where it is, and yep. so you can find it. Do, uh, and this is just out of curiosity, because I know sometimes those wood stakes, you know, eventually they fall over, or I've seen it too, like where like one is just sitting like in a corner and there's some, it's like laying down and there's like some tufts, like a tuft of grass, you know, over there. <laughs> Um, do you, do you, do you sometimes set irons too? Like, so that it's, you know, it doesn't have to be redone if that, if that wood stake were to like, you know, be pulled. We won't put another iron in if there's an existing one already there. Sure. Um, what we recommend to everybody, if they're, if they're really concerned about losing that wood stake, that wood stake's going to make it. Yeah, it depends on the area, but it could yeah. make it a couple days even, oh, <laughs> depending on your neighbors. So, <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. You know, so we tell them to usually put something more permanent, like either like those plastic ones that mark up your driveway in winter, because yeah. those don't disappear unless somebody takes them out, or even a fence post. Okay. So those metal fence posts don't disappear because I'm hard to get out. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. If someone was worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that sounds great. And then when you go back, so you, then you draft up a map and you... Um, depending on how detailed you want to go with the map, you could, like you say, you identify the permanent structures and then, you know, do you, do you ever like identify, I've seen where they identify like wetlands and like other, um, structures too. Like what, what kind of things do you, you know? Yeah. Typically we show floodplains on it. If you're in a floodplain area, wetlands, if there's wetlands on it, um, just to give you an idea and for, for the code. Um, we're supposed to show those so it just makes it better for everybody sure they're not the exact boundaries they're just estimated based on dnr and fema and sure um and then it we can get as detailed as you want on a map i mean if you want us to show every tree on the property that's a possibility <laughs> but yeah, it I mean, might just cost you more there's gonna be cost more for that <laughs> <Exactly>. so <laughs> no that makes sense yep how long does it take to record a survey um whose responsibility is it to record that survey too that's a big that's a big deal as well especially if you're i've ran into that too if you're selling a parcel that's if you're changing a parcel a lot of times it has to you know you have to get it approved with the township and record it right before it's official so tell us a little bit about how long does it take to record a survey what should you kind of expect so there's a lot of different things that can happen with that. There's, yeah. there's rezones, you know, if you're rezoning the property, so you're splitting off just the farmhouse and it's in a zoning where you have to rezone it. I mean, you're looking 
three to four months yep to do that because you gotta go through that whole process with the township and the um, county and all that for rezoning yep um, CSMs depending on what you're doing some of them need um, approval some of them don't I mean if you're splitting off just like another example like a house but it's in the right zoning district and the town needs to review it this county needs to review it I mean you're looking a couple weeks to a month maybe two months depending on their schedule right of the township and how they do it there's some townships that are pretty good they do their town board and their um, planning commission a week to two weeks apart so you can get usually get it out within a month um but then there's other ones where it's going to be two months to do it right yep and then um there's oh what was the other one oh and there's plat there's also plat surveys which there's no that's just retracing your boundaries okay so that doesn't have to be a re- approved or anything nope yeah that's basically just uh you know you knowing what you what you got yep and then there's well there's also then big like big chunks of land of csms where you're splitting off say you know two forties from each other or 40 split in half two twenties yep there's no review other than the county surveyor and there's no approvals all he does is review it approve it and it's out so then you're looking at you know maybe 10 days sure give or take so that can be that's that can be advantageous yeah yep um what do you this is kind of just a random question but what do you think about so a lot of times people are like well i'm gonna buy a 40 i'll split it up into four chunks and i'll sell them all and i'm gonna make some money (laughs) (laughs) yeah you you can do that i mean there's nothing stopping you doing that yeah um there are rules though and you'd have to have a road on three of the four sides then because yep. you have to have a minimum of 66 feet of access at most points mm. um especially in marathon county yep yeah so there's more that goes into it than just like what meets the eye and you know right yeah exactly yep. yeah, yeah so there has to be minimum frontages for certain townships have minimum frontages that you have to have there's minimum like i said 66 feet of access to any point yep no that makes sense yeah um so once once you guys do the survey and you and you complete it, it's when is it in conf, you know when is it considered like official? Once it's recorded, then it's official for yep. the survey part. But there's no you don't own it that is not changed until there is a transfer of deed, transfer of ownership. Yep, in there because a survey map is good, but it doesn't do anything if there's never been a transfer in ownership of it or transfer in deeds. Right, right. So if you're obviously if you're buying a property once, you know, once you close on it, that would be the the time that that it's transferred owner over to the new owner. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, yeah, so let's talk Marathon County specific. That's where most, you know, most of our listeners are from. Uh what are some common municipal or zoning requirements that may limit how an owner may split their property i know you talked a little bit about that you know in our in our past example but any others any other things that might be good to know right so we got some townships that are farmland preservation Mm. and so that's a minimum of 35 acres yep so now if you want to get anything less than 35 acres you got to go through the whole rezone process paying the fees i mean there's always ways there's times where you can get that to work but they also have ruling of saying no we're still not going to allow it right that's like town of marathon Right. That's yep. one of those that... Uh, yep. and Town yep. of McMillan's another big one with farmland preservation. Yep. Okay, yeah. Both of those two are big ones on farmland preservation, and they want to keep their acreages as big as possible for farmland. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. 
any any others that might be that's a good that's a really good example i never put pieces put those dots together of like farmland preservation i like knew that 35 acres was the minimum but now i got those two pieces yep that yeah so sense. then there's like general agriculture ones that aren't in front farmland pres and that has to be a minimum of 10 acres so yep. i mean you're still looking at big chunks of land where you have to keep minimum acreages and um like i said there's always rezone options yep but there's never guaranteed and when you go to a rezone right it has to get all that you know that approval um, yep yep um yeah that's a great uh <coughs> one i guess another question here too was uh what um <laughs> as i'm reading through the questions i'm like oh man that's a great question my sister kind of prepped a couple <laughs> questions <laughs> how does it work with like taxes um so if you split off a lot of times we'll see you know like someone selling a, a property you know, a house is on 30 acres and they're like, Austin, we want to sell the house on 10, right? It'd probably be good to get the surveyor involved right away to get that process going. Right. How does it work with, I mean, and you can tell me if you know or not, but how does it work with like property taxes? I guess, how do they, you know, um, is there something, some things to consider there? Like, uh, you know, may that the, the, i guess i'm just thinking about this in my head the property taxes would probably change at the beginning of the year when they you know when everything's kind of readjusted but right so property taxes really aren't affected by splitting up land from our understanding and yeah. what we've been told surveying off parse, parcels isn't other than you're gonna have two tax bills until yeah. you sell that right that's it other than that from what we've been understood unless i mean unless there's a reassessment yep. on the house and stuff like that well then that might change your tax um bill right but other than that from our understanding we've been just told that it's pretty much your taxes are going to stay the same as if you're just dividing land off right yep yeah that makes sense i i have seen where what about i guess this would be a good question is and i don't know if you know the answer or not but if you change so let's say that you go from agricultural to you know you split an agricultural down into uh you know smaller chunks because that's one of the one of the benefits of having the ag land is the taxes are so you know so low so that so that might change that, would that be i'm one not of positive re- though yeah, probably be a reassessment yeah, there. that'd probably be a reassessment if you're going into a different zoning district yep they'd probably re- probably request that yeah uh let's talk about gis mapping let's talk about onyx <laughs> and uh <laughs> we were just laughing before because um a lot of people do like onyx that's a for people that don't know that's an app that you can get a lot of realtors love it. I haven't gotten on board with Onyx yet, <laughs> but I'm thinking about maybe it's I gotta kind say, of, I use it. <laughs> you use it. There you go. Well, what it is, it's an app and it allows you to kind of walk through, you know, it shows if you're, if you're at a property, right, you can see um, where you're at on a satellite view and your phone is a little dot on the map. It kind of shows you the boundaries and stuff. It's pretty cheap. It's like, you know, you can get the app and you're, yeah, I think there's a monthly subscription now, but okay. there's also the DNR, DNR one now that I found out that's free. So I've there. been using that one more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, if a surveyor is using that one, I might look into that too. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. The, so the GIS mapping and Onyx, the DNR's website, those are all just references. They're, yeah. they're good reference material they're good to look at to give you an idea yep they're not perfect there are times there are some that they're right on like you'll go out there and that that gis map looks perfect yeah (laughs) usually newer stuff is what makes it look good yep um but there are times where yeah we did one down in stratford area and it looked like lot lines were running right through middle people's houses we had clients calling us asking us come take a check look at it and say hey is my neighbor's shed on my property yeah 
went out there and looked and we found the iron pipes from the original surveyors and no the house or the shed wasn't on the neighbor's property it's just that the gis mapping was off yep. and that and that's easy to happen i mean they're just they're using the survey information rebuilding it on their gis mapping and they're trying their best to make it fit on top of the map like i said again it's a reference not and it's not an absolute that's what we're hired to do to right. make sure that it's in the right locations right absolutely and then the same with onyx i mean the better phone service you have the more accurate your location is yep but um I've, we followed a guy that taped up his line. He swore by his Onyx app, and he went 20 feet one way and then 20 feet back the other way, and then on his property and back kind of the neighbors, swerving back and forth. And I just asked him, hey, did you watch what you were doing behind you? Yeah. And he said, no. So we turned around and looked, and his lines were zigzagging. <laughs> okay, he just was going on his Onyx. <laughs> yeah, because he was on his Onyx. We were in bad phone service, and right. that's just what the line looked like on his phone when he thought he was walking straight, but he really wasn't. He was marking it as he goes. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense yeah yeah um yeah i guess so tell us a little bit about like give us a fun story like that's pretty the, the stratford one is pretty interesting i'm sure like those homeowners were relieved to know that uh they they were okay tell any fun stories or things that are you know any good ones out there <laughs> yeah we got i mean you we get all sorts of fun stuff funny stuff that happens to us out there that's the gis mapping ones those are interesting ones when you get to sites like that because the homeowners just see a relief you see it instantly in their face but like no yeah. this is where it is and they're just like oh but there's times where you get in some of these swamps where all of a sudden you're chest deep in water and you yeah. didn't realize that you're gonna be that deep you thought it was only about knee high and then next thing you know all of a sudden you're just gone yeah <laughs> that just happened to us a couple of weeks ago to our new guy oh <laughs> was man pretty funny. did you did you have to pull him out of there <laughs> no he so, was able to crawl out oh man <laughs> it was pretty entertaining <laughs> a couple weeks ago it must have been pretty cold yeah it was pretty cold <laughs> his, his day was cut short yep pretty much yeah, our day was pretty much done after that one um i mean you get into tag alters and all oh, of a sudden yeah. you're crawling on your hands and knees because the stuff's so overgrown I mean, we find all sorts of fun, funny stuff out there when you're walking through the woods. Yeah, you just never know. And and that's the interesting thing. So as far as cost goes, I mean, it all kind of depends on, I mean, what are you navigating? Like, it's one thing if you're, you know, if you're on a, a small city lot, like you say, that a couple corners are easily identifiable identifiable. Or right. if you're, like, surveying an 80-acre parcel out in the middle of nowhere and it's, you know, thick as ever right that's yes. going to be more you know obviously more to more to do yep yeah so every every survey is different there's no set cost that we can just be like yeah it's going to be this much or it's going to yep. be about this much um every job is just different we got to look at the originals i mean you get some of the stuff in the city of wasa here it was done in 1901 and it's never been touched since then mm. well now what are we going to find when we go out there right are we going to find irons or no most right. of the time we're not going to so now we're rebuilding an entire block instead of just rebuilding your lot we have to go look at every one of your neighbors on that block to see if there's anything there for us to find record of hmm. um, you get on some of these bigger tracks out in uh, 40 acres 80 acres those are usually a little bit easier for the purpose of retracement yep because usually you're just following the original surveyors and the section corners that are maintained by our um, county surveyor so that stuff's easier to retrace, but then it's also a little bit more difficult to do because are we crossing a creek? Are we going through thick woods? Are we underneath a pine tree plantation? I mean, everything, go, when we're doing our research, that's when we're able to figure out a best estimate cost that we're going to be able to give you um, to do the survey. Yep. Yeah, what about in the city? Like, I've seen a lot of times these older subdivisions, well, these older, you know, city lots, 
like east hill for example a lot of there's a lot of like stone walls and a lot of times it's like man whose wall is it you know that's a common question and kind of everyone's like well no one really knows it's uh it was assembled probably you know 100 years ago we don't know whose first house was built (laughs) yeah yeah you know we kind of just take you know take turns maintaining it if it needs anything right and that's good if you have owner uh, neighbors that can agree to that yep the only way to define who's whose it is is having a survey done right and then you can decide whose is whose and who has to maintain it and who doesn't have to maintain it yeah um but yeah if you got neighbors like that where you guys can just agree to maintain it together that's the best way to that's always the best thing yeah help. yeah and that's where i think a lot of times you know most of the time you're probably you know like you say this this stuff comes up where maybe you have a small encroachment of like a fence it's within a couple inches or you know you have a a shed corner that's on your property and most of the time it's okay if you've got you know a new neighbor but that's when you know if if someone new moves in you don't know how they're gonna you know respond to that right so that's why if you're good with your neighbors and say you know you bought the parcel and you and your neighbors are friends and the existing shed that you bought it with is on the neighbors best to do it to clean it up while you two are friends before somebody else moves in and then all of a sudden it's not a friendly relationship anymore right. and now they're saying you've got to move your shed and you're saying this shed's been here before i bought it and now you guys are arguing over this this corner of this shed and instead you could have probably had it cleaned up through a surveyor just doing a new csm saying hey i'm just going to purchase a foot from you two feet from you just so that this is on my property now and then we won't have any issues there you go then that's something that um you know that's something that obviously if you're if you're thinking ahead and and that's an issue that you have it might be good to explore like what you know what what does that cost what does it look like you know if you're thinking about selling and you and you know about one of those things right maybe something that you you know or you move that shed you know <laughs> right or you just move the shed if yeah. you can yeah. there are some sheds that you just can't move though that's right. wrong, you know that's um and, funny. yep any other pieces of advice as far as you know for someone that's buying or selling anything that you've seen that you know like tips or tricks things to consider i just uh, like i said at the beginning of this just i would i'd recommend just getting a survey done again you can get a survey with us you can get a survey with anyone else it just makes everything unless you know where the pins are and you've seen all four of them and you can clearly define where they are and point them out someone yeah but otherwise just get us i would recommend always just get a survey done because then you know what you're selling you know what you're buying yeah and then a lot of times you can put it right into the closing cost yep. with it. So yep. then it just gets put in there and everybody's happy at the end of it. Right. Nobody gets surprised by what's going to come up from it. It's certainly a perk. If a property was recently surveyed, like I'll always include the map and the associated docs to let people know. It's just, a, it's a perk to have that. It's like, it's one less if or unknown. Right. That it's, that, and then if uh, you ever want to build a fence, you already have the survey map yeah. ready to go and you're able to put it up, put up your fence. Yep. And a lot of times the city, like City of Wausau, requires that a survey is done or at least staking. At least some some sort of known point. Yeah. The city will do some of it. They will see if there's any points that they have on record. Sure. But a lot of times there are, they if you want to put it right on the property line, they might require you to get a survey done. Yep. And then there's a lot of fencing companies too that will be like, I'm not doing the survey right. without... I'm not putting up this fence without a survey because your line is irregular. It's yep. not a straight line with 
perpendicular with the road. Right. So I'm sure the fence company too. I'm sure they've had those calls where, you know, they get a complaint from the neighbor. It's like, oh, you put a fence on my property. <laughs> yep. And they're they're like, nope. The neighbor told me I was good. Well, you're not good. And then yeah, right. And yeah. the fencing company doesn't want that liability right. anymore. Not with all the information we have these days. Unless right. they and a lot of them can find the pipes themselves in newer sure. subdivisions. But you get some of these old ones, and they're just not comfortable putting up a fence anymore right. because of their liability of putting it on the neighbors. Do you ever just do, like, lot or corner locations, like just staking? Like, is that an option, too, just to have, like, the corners marked? Right. Yep, um, so we can just locate the corners. We can stake lines. Um, we can even just stake one line for you if that's what you're looking to do. If you're just concerned about, you know, your neighbor's putting up some landscaping on the on your side, and you just yep. want to know, well, did they put their landscaping on my side? Yep. And we can just do one line. I mean, we can even come find one corner if you wanted us to. Sure. It's not a, not a problem. It's yep. just there's always a cost involved, all of it. And it's for, sure. for us to do your whole lot, to do one corner is almost about the same because one corner finding that one corner we still have to do all the same research we uh. still have to do all the same computations to find it and yep. we still have to check your corner and maybe another corner to verify that that is in the right spot yep so at that point at least find we have to find a minimum of two to three points just to verify to make sure that that is the correct lot corner sure it might make sense just to get it all, all right get it all done at that point yep yeah sweet all right. Well, Dustin, thanks for uh, tuning in to, or thanks for joining us and yeah. being a guest on the show. Is this the first time you've been on a podcast? Yeah, the first time I've been on a podcast. Hey, well, you rocked it. Thanks for coming in and bringing value to us and, and the uh, the listeners. So thanks for having me. Right on.